Welcome to the Striving from Stillness podcast, where you'll learn how to step out of overwhelm, anxiety, and stress so you can maximize the positive impact you have within your work, family, and community while fully enjoying your life. I'm your host, Anna Pantano, a certified mindfulness instructor and life coach. Every other week, you'll learn a new mindfulness practice to build the strong internal foundation needed to be productive and resilient from a place of peace. During the other episodes, I'll share valuable personal growth insights from my 20 years of obsessing over how to create a better life while staying deeply connected to my family and running a successful business. For today's episode, make yourself comfy and get ready to learn another powerful way to uplevel your life so you can thrive, not just survive. Today on Striving from Stillness, we continue to explore living intentionally. Last week, we kicked off a series on what it really means to live a more intentional life. As a reminder, living with intention is a proactive approach to life. It involves knowing your values, aligning your priorities with those values, and from that space, choosing your goals. Intentional living is about being mindful and aware of your thoughts, your actions, and decisions and making sure they are in line with what is truly best for your life. It is about having the awareness when things are not right and having the ability to tune into what you may need to do, not do, or change in order for things to feel right again. And it's not about always getting everything right or perfect, that's for sure. It is about the process, the journey, and how we can course correct again and again. So that overall, we are living a life that is truly aligned with what we want for our life. A big part of why we would want to put effort into living intentionally is to help with our energy levels. When we are doing things that are not aligned with who we really are, or maybe we have said yes to one too many things or even 10 too many things, because we have not taken the time to reflect and evaluate what we really want to be doing with our time and energy then the result is we're often left feeling drained, overwhelmed, sometimes resentful, or even irritated. And our body may even start to respond in a way that doesn't feel so good because basically it is trying to get our attention. It's trying to get your attention. It's trying to tell us that we are either doing too much or doing too many things that are not aligned with what we really value not aligned with the life we want to create, and definitely not aligned with things that bring us joy. This friction often leads to burnout, unhappiness, and unfortunately, even physical illness. If you haven't heard how or why I found mindfulness before, it is because my body was screaming at me, telling me something was not right. I had chronic and severe migraines. I had trouble sleeping pretty much every night, And overall, I just was not very happy. I was always tired and rarely excited about what the day had in store for me. Luckily, I listened. And luckily, I listened relatively early to what my body was trying to tell me and sought out a different way to be in this world, which is what led me first to yoga, then life coaching, mindfulness, and eventually led me to figure out how to live intentionally the majority of my days. Because of this journey, and I'm so glad it happened in my 20s before kids, 
But because of this journey into the world of living intentionally through the ups and downs of my life, my husband's deployments, miscarriages, multiple international moves, and struggling to figure out how to work as a military spouse and mother of three, COVID, and I could go on and on, the many more challenges in between that I have been able to continually pivot when needed. I've been able to live a relatively pain-free life. I have learned to navigate life most of the time. I've learned to navigate it with three kids while completely being separate from all extended family and enjoying my life, again, most of the time, and having the ability to fully align with what I believe my purpose is, which is to serve you to serve those who are looking to make an impact, looking to have a healthy, more vibrant life, wanting to stop feeling so stressed and tired or anxious and overwhelmed. By learning mindfulness and how to live intentionally, I have learned to continue to learn how to manage my energy, time, and motivation so I can do what fills me up most, and that is being here for people like you who are ready to make a change, who are ready to truly create a life they want have a deep desire for connection and value the relationships in their lives. And honestly, if I didn't live intentionally, I know I would not have the energy to be a mom and a business owner. And my guess is I probably wouldn't feel very happy or very well, at least most days. I share this all in the hopes that you'll get a glimpse of what is possible for you if you put the time and energy towards learning how to live intentionally, how to be mindful and present within your day. I'm not special. Just like you may have had, I've had my share of challenges, just like anyone else. I didn't have a perfect upbringing, and I haven't always had the financial resources to take care of myself in the way that I would like. And so I know that living an intentional life, one that you love and feel good about, and so much more is possible for you too. One of the first things we need to look at if we're going to be able to make positive change in our life is our energy. Sometimes that'll involve medical intervention, a counselor, or a coach. And if you think that's you, I encourage you to take the time to go to the professional you need in order to take care of yourself. I promise you are 100% worth it. It is 100% worth it. So please take care of yourself and take that next step. But many times our energy levels are actually something that can be dealt with a little bit more organically. One, of course, is sleep. But we'll talk about that later in a future episode when I discuss why learning how to do a reset is more important than perfecting a morning routine. And if you have a great morning routine that you love, that is fantastic. Keep it up. But for the rest of us that just can't seem to get one down, I will have some great tips for you, which will also be valuable to all my morning routine superstars out there. Many times our energy levels are affected by something more subtle than simply lack of sleep. Something that isn't quite as tangible as getting more rest, taking things off the calendar, or doing less. Although those do, of course, help. Where the rest of our energy gets zapped is often in the energy spent in certain emotions. Certain emotions are depleting, where others are energizing or filling. Some of these may be obvious. The bigger emotions of anger, frustration, and overwhelm will definitely drain us. But often it's the more subtle ones, the ones that are beneath the surface, or if we get quiet for a moment and really check in, we realize that we have this running tape of negativity running through our head. These are emotions like hopelessness, 
resentment, annoyance, worry, sadness, or really any negative thought that we have about ourselves and others. When these thoughts are running in the background or sometimes even in the forefront of our mind, they are draining. They're draining your energy. Not only are they taking up brain space, distracting you, or making it harder to focus on what is right in front of you, they are often keeping you in the sympathetic nervous system. This is your stress response, which can lead to chronic stress. And this is often why our body will start to break down. According to Joe Dispenza and studies he's done on the effects of stress on the immune system, 15 minutes spent in our stress response can actually suppress our immune system for up to five hours if no intervention to counter this is done. Versus when we're in the opposing nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, this helps us rebuild our immune system in addition to increasing your energy levels. So what type of emotions are energizing? There are some bigger ones such as excitement, passion, happiness, and enthusiasm. And then there are the more subtle ones that we may not give as much credit to, but still help and build sustain that underlying energy level, such as feeling content, grateful, fulfilled, and yes, feeling calm. So if energy and motivation is something you struggle with, and let's be honest, who doesn't these days? Or if you have chronic physical symptoms that won't seem to go away, such as headaches, a sore throat, IBS, and so on, then wouldn't it be worth your time and effort to figure out how to spend more time in the emotions that are energizing, fill you back up, help your immune system versus deplete you? If you said yes, and I hope you did, the first step is to become aware of where you mentally and emotionally spend the majority or at least a lot of your time. Are you often resentful? It's hard to say this, but that was mine for a long time and I do still struggle with it. Or do you worry a lot, get frustrated or angry often? Or are you actually spending more time in the energy building emotions? If you are, well done. And if you aren't, please don't use this as an opportunity to beat yourself up. Because honestly, if you are spending a lot of your time in the depleting energy, draining emotions, you are human. It's that simple. And this happens to most of us because of our natural negativity bias, which is designed to protect us and keep us safe. And unfortunately, it's not designed to make us happy. But now that you know, you can do something about it. You can actually train your brain to start shifting to more positive energy boosting emotions. So if I've piqued your interest and you want to figure out how you can access more energy, you first need to be aware of what you are thinking and feeling throughout the day. You can do this a couple of ways. You can start by taking some time at the end of the day to reflect on what you did and how you felt throughout the day, keeping a journal or a log. You can set an alarm on your phone, a reminder that will alert you to check in. Then take note either on the phone or on a piece of paper that will act as a log of how you're feeling throughout the day. When doing either of these, it can be helpful to take note of what your energy levels are like on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being amazing, you have so much energy, and 1, well, being completely exhausted. After you spent some time bringing awareness to what emotions you are living in, what depletes you, and what energizes you, you have a few options. You can intentionally work on shifting your emotions. 
This can be done by tapping into a gratitude practice or choosing to practice interrupting the depleting thoughts and replacing them with more energizing ones. I believe I shared this on another episode, but one of my most recent shifts had to do with how I would feel every time I saw the mountains, whether it be on TV or when someone posted pictures on Facebook of a recent trip to the mountains, it would instantly take me to sadness. Even though I love being in the mountains and doing so actually really fills me up. The fact that life's journey, although I chose it intentionally, has taken me to a place where there are absolutely no mountains, has often, or at least for a long time, brought up feelings of sadness and longing, and on my worst days, even some resentment, for the reason why I'm not living near mountains currently. These thoughts and feelings, I can definitely say were not energizing, and at its worst, it was a little toxic for me as I could send me down a path where I was not happy with lots of my life, even though I know I do have a really good life in many ways. And we chose to be here. I chose to be here. After working with a coach, I was able to switch my narrative and thoughts around the mountains. And instead of thinking what I don't have, I now connect to the thought that when I see the mountains, it heals me. And it took me a while to retrain my brain, but now when I see pictures of the mountains, instead of longing or even worse, I do connect to the truth that when I think of the mountains, they heal me because that's actually true. When I am in the mountains, that's exactly how I feel. It is my happy place. This small but mighty shift has helped me feel more energized when I see pictures of the mountains or hear about people who have recently visited the mountains. It now has become an opportunity to raise my energy versus an opportunity to deplete it. So if in your reflections, you come across something that consistently sends you into a negative thought, I encourage you to play around with how to switch the narrative, switch the thought so it can be one that replenishes you versus deplete you. And if you have a hard time figuring out a more energizing thought, ask a friend or give coaching a try. Whether it be me or someone else, coaches are there to help you up-level your life. And finally, we always have a choice about how we react to events that happen in our life. This doesn't mean we stuff our feelings down or ignore the hard stuff. In fact, doing so is another surefire way to drain your energy. It is best to feel and deal with your emotions as honestly and as quickly as you can. And best you can, not to ruminate on them or replay those emotions so you continue to carry them with you longer than necessary. And this is where counseling can be helpful, which I highly recommend if you're stuck emotionally or have an event that is so big that you need help to process it. But big things aside, we typically have a lot of choice in how we feel and respond throughout the day. In coaching school, one of the most powerful things I learned at the time was this formula. There's the event, plus our reaction to that event, which then ends up equaling our outcome, or you could say experience of that event. The example they gave was a simple but effective one. It was about getting a flat tire. There are people that will, of course, be bummed, but overall they simply pull over and either change the tire or make the call for help and then go on with their day. Then there are the people who get a flat tire. They might curse and yell, Maybe they hit something or throw a few things, possibly even denting their car in the process. They angrily change that tire and then they're fuming. 
most of the day. They share with anyone who will listen how awful their morning was because they got that flat tire. Same situation, very different outcome. Most likely, the person who had a very mild reaction to the situation and simply dealt with the inconvenience went about their day, got their work done, stayed on task at work, and was able to be kind to their coworkers and family. The other one who had a bigger reaction most likely didn't get as much work done, maybe snapped at their coworkers, and when they saw their family, struggled with being present and maybe even kind. These are two more extreme examples of how we might deal with the same situation that can result in a very different outcome, along with a lot of different possibilities in between. My point is, we have choice. We can be intentional about how we go about our activities throughout our day. We can intentionally choose an attitude or a way we want to be during different activities throughout the day. And we can affect the way we react to events by decreasing the amount of time we spend in negative emotions negative thinking, and anything else that creates stress in the body. So I hope you'll take an opportunity to play with this over the next week or so. If it interests you and you're ready to have more energy, I urge you to take a moment to set yourself a reminder, decide what action you want to take, and then schedule it. And use this as an opportunity to be curious about what emotions you are living in and how they're influencing your energy. And join me next week for an episode where we'll do guided practice to help you raise your energy levels and change your state so you can live a more vibrant, full, and intentional life. Thank you for joining me today on Striving from Stillness. If you found value in this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it on Apple Podcast or simply share with a friend. It helps the podcast grow so more people can find it and it won't take you long. I sincerely appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. I hope you'll join me again as we explore how to be productive, successful, and happy from a place of peace. I believe if you found this podcast, there is something wonderful tugging on your heart that will make this world a better place. I hope I can support you on your journey to get your work and your gift out into the world so you can make the impact and difference you were born to make.